0: huge. I mean, the the pieces of ice that are coming off are very large. If you were on a mountain looking over it, you would have heard it. You'd probably almost feel it, too, that there'd be some sort of seismic connection with the solid earth.
1: Professor Helen Fricker is a glaciologist at the Scripps Oceanographic Institute in California. She has been studying the recent sudden collapse of ice shelves in Antarctica
0: I have been looking at, at satellite data of the ice sheets now for 25 years and I've seen changes happening very fast on you know consecutive satellite imagery from one day to the next. You know, 25 years ago, if you told me that an ice shelf was going to dis, just disintegrate and, and be gone in, in a matter of days or weeks, I would have said, that's crazy, that's not going to happen. But we've seen that happen since. It's just a shift in our thinking of how vulnerable this system is to change. We, you know, 20, 25 years ago, we would just not have expected Antarctica to just change quickly. Now we know that in some places it can.
1: It's hard for scientists like Helen to make sense with any confidence of what is happening on Antarctica in the last few months. Are heat waves and ice shelf collapse within the normal range of activity of a continent that we haven't been studying for that long? Or are they a portent of future dramatic sea level rises caused by climate change?
0: There is 57 metres of sea level rise potential in Antarctica. So even if we just lost, you know, a few percent of that, um, it would be significant.
1: There's an awful lot you don't know, but you can say that there is no way that what is happening in Antarctica now won't cause additional sea level rise. Is that mostly right or mostly wrong?
0: Um, I don't think there are many glaciologists who believe we won't get um, sea level rise from Antarctica. I mean, we are definitely going to get more sea level rise coming from Antarctica. It seems like the signals are accelerating. The actual mass loss trajectory is is steepening.
2: I think it's more a panic than anything Dyke, like. And they're on, looking down the, the road at flooding, global warmth, this, that and the other, you know. It's just over
1: 16,000 kilometres from the South Pole to Barna in Galway on the Connemara coast but perhaps even further in mindset.
2: And I think a lot will really is scaremongering, you know, because I don't think that they have an idea what is going to happen. There's a planning row in Barna. Planners and managers in the council want a setback distance from the coastline
1: in which no development will take place. They've looked at how far inland overtopping waves have come in recent storms. But a majority of county councillors recently ignored their recommendation and voted to reduce the setback distance from
2: 30 to 15 metres. You know, there always has been storms. Uh, the likes of the Hangar and Saltill, the dance hall. It came up in it once in Stephen's Night, long before my time.
1: Tomasa O'Carán is one of the councillors who voted in favour of the new reduced setback distance to allow for further development of Barnes
2: shoreline. Even as we look across here, the clear Hills, I think back around 1837 or something, there was a huge storm. And it blew up over the Cliffs of Moher. So the water came up there. So, like, they cannot say that this is a new thing. Right
1: now, you probably think that you have the measure of this story. Construction-oriented county councillors ignore what the science has to say about sea level rise and vote to build in the path of an oncoming climate juggernaut. But when you scratch the surface of this story, it is far, far more socially and politically complex than it first appears.
3: We've lived on this site since the 1870s. Our family over the road have lived there since the 1700s.
1: And the two little mites in the bottom corner here, yours—they yeah. want to live here. Do they want they? to live in Barna? Yeah, I'm dying to come back. If they had to buy, would any of them be able to? Absolutely not. It is a story that is as true of every other coastal settlement in the country as it is of Barna, and it demands a much more creative response from policymakers than what we have seen to date. I'm Philip Boucher-Hayes, and this is Hot Mess, measuring the gap between climate aspiration and climate action. Episode 9, Buy, Rent, Retreat. Hello, Boric. Uh, How are we, Philip? Philip Boucher-Hayes. How are you doing? Nice to meet you. How are you? Nice to meet you. you.
2: Thank you very much.
1: This is a lovely day to be talking about climate change, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. Stunning day. Stunning looking day. Fantastic. Horig Green's garden in Barna runs right down to the beach. On days like the one I visited, the view across the bay to Clare is mesmerising. But that has to be balanced against days like the 6th of January 2014, when most of the garden was consumed by the sea. The
4: storm just came in and it breached over here just on the right hand side. And all the bricks were washed out. The wall between ourselves and our neighbor was taken out of it. The wall on the right-hand side here was taken out, and uh, basically the sea came in, and um, we had seaweed up at the back gate, which, back door, which is about what is it, about 40 meters back.: Yeah. We'd see
1: uh, seaweed back there. And the bricks were ripped out of the ground, taken out of the patio, yeah. That's some kind of amazing forces at work, isn't it? Just incredible. And you see, even knowing that it was a case of when, not if, before the same thing happened again, Porrig and his neighbours, at their own expense, shipped in hundreds of tons of granite boulders and constructed their own seawall, three metres above the beach in places. But even that is no match for the Atlantic.
4: All those uh, rocks have changed. Even this year already.
1: In the face of the forces that we're talking about, it you're being reminded what a puny (laughs) human being you are all the time. Oh, oh,
4: totally, absolutely. Look at the sea wants to come in, the sea comes in, you know. And and to be frank, even with this protection here, there's no guarantee that it won't come in again. So um, yeah, look at it's it's very important that the building line isn't too close to the to the sea. Obviously, it's it's just such an obvious point.
1: Borg has seen the waves coming 40 metres inland with his own eyes. But at a recent council meeting, elected representatives voted in favour of reducing the setback for development from the high water mark from 30 metres to 15 metres in order to facilitate potential future high density housing. And nature is changing,
4: you know, sea levels are rising. Changing a building line and bringing it closer to the high water line just, just doesn't make any sense. Going 15 meters doesn't isn't enough. You want to be
1: at least 30 meters. And you've read the IPCC reports. You know what is being projected for the end of the century, uh, which would put this house really right directly in the firing line, wouldn't
4: it? Oh mm. yeah, I, I look at you know we, there was a, a map published recently in one of the local newspapers uh, showing just where the flooding area could be in years to come, and we're right in the line, so we area, yeah, we're right in the line. Nature will do what nature will do, but I think we just need to be careful that we don't almost, in a sense, annoy it by by bringing a building line closer than it might otherwise be. Why tempt it? Why tempt fate?
1: On a calm, windless day, 50 centimetres, one metre even of sea level rise is not necessarily going to be a problem in most areas along the coast, but those aren't the, uh, the eventualities that we worry about, are they?
5: As, as a rough uh, guideline, you can assume the sea will move in by about, uh, or threaten about 100 metres for every metre of sea level rise.
1: Just a few kilometres back down the road in UCG, Alastair McKinstry is a climate scientist working at the Irish Centre for High-End Computing. He's been modelling what the coastline will look like by the end of the century. Most predictions centre around one metre of sea level rise. But what is happening in Antarctica introduces uncertainty.
5: The thing we don't get right is ice sheet melting, because we've never seen the ice sheets melt personally. Our models don't cover that science, uh, but we think it's a degree of accuracy. In that expert assessment, it it had a much broader range and gave about a 5% chance of 2.5 metres by 2100.
1: 2.5 metres would mean wave overtopping and flooding 250 metres inland of the present-day high tide mark. Yes, it's only a 5% chance, but sea levels won't suddenly stop rising in 2100.
5: If you're very unfortunate, it'll probably rise by about 3 metres per century. Um, if we're lucky, that could be millennia.
1: The kind of logical conclusion of this conversation, though, is if we were to take a strategic planning decision for Barna, for anywhere else along that stretch of coastline, that we would be talking about relocating the town anything up to 300 metres further inland.
5: Yes, and I think that this is, uh, this is the, the duty of the county councils uh, along with the whole of our coastline. We should be able to say, you know, by 2050, 2100, the village will be up there. And all new developments should be starting up there. We basically will slowly retreat up as houses age and all new houses and all new developments should be, should, be should be uphill.
1: Full declaration of interest Alistair McKinstry is also a Green Party councillor in Galway and at that recent vote on reducing the building setback zone he lost the argument He actually proposed increasing the setback but none of his colleagues would second him Because every metre the sea level goes up it comes in 100 metres, the impact on Barna will be quite dramatic. I've driven this road scores of time before looking out to sea, but I've never done it with that figure at the front of my mind. And you come in 100 metres, there are very recently built houses, schools, shops... There's a housing estate, an entire housing estate that i just passed that's under construction at the moment. And I'm reminded of that phrase the day that you buy is the day that you sell. And you wonder, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, how confident could anybody be that they would be able to sell without taking a huge loss? Lovely to meet you. How are you?
5: Much better yourself.
1: Good, good, good. Um, no, it would be expressing too much confidence in the weather to not put a coat on, so I think
6: I would. <laughs> you better do that.
1: <laughs> Peter O'Feagan owns a bit of land How in Barna, between the sea and the main road through the village.
3: We're facing south overlooking uh, Goway Bay and the Clare Hills. And to the north of us you have the R336, the
1: main road South Connemara. Small enough little field here, just under an acre. How much in total have you got? Just between these two fields and a bit up to the road is three acres. If you were able to do as you want, what would you like to see here?
3: I would like to see a classy residential development in here. Nice design, you know.
1: But proposals to build a high density development on this site have split the community. Some want the housing. Barna is only five miles from Galway City. Some don't want their view spoiled. Some think that reducing the setback distance from 30 to 15 metres from the high water mark to facilitate this development is short-sighted. Right, there's a handsome collection of people. Who are they? So
3: the man on the top left is my great-grandfather, John.
1: A sequence of pictures hanging on the wall of Peter's kitchen uh, best explains his point of view. On the left
3: there is Peter O'Fagan and his wife, Mary Cannon, And then you have my parents uh, on their marriage day below that you have myself my wife Shona on our marriage day and you have two four kids there as well Nicholas
1: and Alice so and we, everybody in this picture has lived here has lived on this site yeah and the two little mites in the bottom corner here yours
3: yeah, they want to live here they don't want they? to live in Barney yeah. yeah one of them is living in Crockwell and the other one is currently living in London she's finishing college over there but wants to come back wants here wants to come back yeah it's dying to come back
1: she'll be finished next
3: June please God and she can't wait to get back
1: And as property prices are right now, if they have to buy, would any of them be able to? Absolutely
3: not. Like, Barna has been a very desirable place to live in since the 1970s.
1: Peter has a legitimate expectation formed over several generations in his family that he would, in time, be able to provide a home for his children on that site, as they are otherwise priced out of the place that they grew up in.
3: Those houses we were looking at there a few minutes ago, down in the sea, yeah. down in the sea, uh, in the second row off the sea. One of them went eight hundred and
1: seventy thousand a year and a half ago. Okay. So, Not exactly starter homes. No, it's not. Will I be mother and do tea there? Yeah, whatever you want. Logically enough, though, the proximity to the sea would suggest that there is a flood risk. No? That's, a,
3: I suppose, a naive way of looking at it. Okay, so if you look at it from a scientific perspective, if you look at it from a site-specific flood risk uh, perspective the data suggests otherwise so there's little or no risk as I said there was a 100 year and a 1000 year prediction done on a site specific flood risk assessment on that site that you commissioned did you? I commissioned one of them yeah. They said that there was a small area in the corner of the site on the west side of it within the area for a public park that may be subject to flooding Really? Yes.
1: I don't know better. I can't claim to know better. I'm not a hydrologist. I'm not an engineer. But logic would suggest, wouldn't it, that that close to the sea, that anything that you would build that close to the shoreline is going to end up at some point in time. But we're, we're not flooded. talking about it being built that
3: close to the shoreline. It's back from the actual property boundary.
1: And are you confident that the hydrologists were in possession of the latest information, the latest modelling and projections for what's going to happen to see that They spent ages on that site.
3: They did all the necessary work.
1: As you can see, this is a complicated, protracted and messy row. And what is brewing in Barna won't stay in Barna. It's a row that will in time replicate itself all around our coastal communities. Peter wants for his children, what his parents were able to provide for him. How does he get a just transition? The elected councillors want to solve a housing crisis and the council planners to future-proof Barna against sea level rise. How do you square that circle? Well, in California, they have a plan that might just keep everyone happy.
6: We're never going to win this battle against the sea. And the question is, should we... Take action now to try to provide local communities with more tools. That's after the break.
4: Drive Time on RT Radio 1. Listen back on the RT
1: Radio Player app. Sea level rise caused by climate change is hard to get your head around. You have to think in centuries, not decades. Or at least you used to.
6: What
0: we witness with the um, the eastern part of Shackleton, which has been referred to as Conga Ice Shelf, it lost contact with the island and 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 then it just um, disappeared.
1: At the Scripps Oceanographic Institute in La Jolla, California, Professor Helen Fricker has a bird's eye view of what is happening and what is causing it.
0: There is no doubt in my mind that much of what we're seeing in Antarctica now is down to climate change. This is not natural variability. The changes that we're seeing are all down to what we've done by putting carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. And, you know, this is, this is what we've done. We've perturbed the system. And there is no doubt in, in my mind that this is related to, um, to climate change.
1: The most recent projections from the scientists in the IPCC about sea level rise are coalescing around a figure of about a metre by 2100. Am I right in thinking, though, that that projection doesn't take account of what it is that you're studying that is unfolding right now in Antarctica?
0: That is correct. The latest IPCC uh, results um, do not include all of the ice processes that we're seeing now. So the likelihood is that we will be getting more ice loss um, and more sea level rise from Antarctica than was predicted by um, the IPCC. But
1: the ice that is collapsing that you're looking at is already floating, so it's not going to add to sea level rise. What is it that has you worried?
0: So that's true, um, because the ice is already floating. It doesn't affect sea level, but um, this is the, the point about ice shelves being like a buttress. So they're stuck on things like islands. We call them pinning points. So they're able to hold back that ice on the continent, that we we want to stay on the continent. We don't want that ice in our oceans.
1: The ice sheets at Shackleton and Thwaites are like a chair jammed under a door handle. They're holding the door closed on a tsunami behind it, but the chair is splintering and slipping and will eventually fall away, releasing what is behind the door into the oceans. Events which usually unfold in geological time spans are now commencing in our lifetime. So if the water is going to come, what do we do in Barna and every other coastal settlement where the children, who are now in junior and senior infant classes, will be alive to see the waters rise by up to a metre.
6: Sea level rise, unfortunately, is a fact of life. And we have cities up and down the state that are now in very difficult political situations. The property owners want the cities to spend more and more and more taxpayer dollars on anti-sea level rise mitigation. So putting up seawalls, that's all well and good, but it's, it's, we're never going to win this battle against the sea.
1: Senator Ben Allen is a state senator in California, where coastal communities are wrestling with exactly the same set of problems. But he has a plan.
6: If we can figure out a way to put up some money to purchase those properties and then rent the properties out until the properties are unusable because of sea level rise, we, it could be a way to help ease the transition as communities deal with the reality of sea level rise.
1: Senator Allen's plan is called Buy Rent Retreat. If your house is so close to the sea that it is going to be inundated in the next hundred years, the state will buy it from you now. Then they will rent it back to you. You get to live in it. You put the monthly savings you're making towards buying or building elsewhere. And when the time comes you abandon the property and move into your new home by which stage the state has hopefully got its money back too and hasn't had to build expensive flood defenses all along the coast
6: if you think about the lives and treasure that could have been saved if california had taken action decades ago to lessen the impacts of our devastating wildfires that's 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 partly what i'm what i'm thinking about right with this with this bill is that if we take proactive action now, we can we can save a lot of money down the line. And senator, presumably, for your project to work, you have to do it far enough in advance of the house
1: getting gobbled up by the sea—thirty, forty years in advance. Otherwise, the state doesn't get a chance to make its money back.
6: That's the idea. The idea is that this is going to be a break-even enter- enterprise. Uh, that, the, that the state will not lose money. That we'll put up the money now, then we'll 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 recoup the money later and that over time, of course, will benefit from the fact that we're not having to put more and more public dollars into uh, sea level rise mitigation. The idea is that it will pencil out.
1: People love their homes, though, particularly if they've got a sea view. Is it not a hard sell for you convincing them to sell their homes when they want you to build a flood wall instead?
6: This doesn't mandate a particular approach. It doesn't say to the communities that they have to retreat. It just provides them with a tool, a financial tool, to help ease that transition, if that's what they decide to do.
1: On paper, everyone could win in what is currently a lose-lose situation. But in the real world, or the part of it that Barna occupies at least, Buy Rent Retreat got a cooler reception. Peter O'Fegan, fighting to build near the seafront, reserved his position.
3: I'd have to look into it. I mean... You've given a very high-level explanation of it there. I'd have to look into that.
1: And Boric Green, ever conscious of the risk of more flooding, saw its benefits but doubted that it was for him. I think one of the things
4: in this, uh, Philip, is uh, the level of anxiety that you suffer from this. Is it a huge anxiety or is it something that you can manage? And to the extent that you cannot manage it, in other words, that the anxiety level is very high, I think that's a good solution.
1: This story would end here, except that Galway County Council was recently persuaded to revisit its decision to change the setback from 30 metres to just 15 metres. They voted again and they changed their minds. 15 metres was too close to an ever rising ocean, they decided. So, did they future proof Barna and move the setback to 50 or even 100 metres? No, they decided to leave things as they are at 30 metres. It's a decision that doesn't allow Peter O'Feagan to build or to help him to transition away from the shoreline. Neither does it adjust Barna to new climate realities. It does nothing really, only leave everything as it is. In California, failure to do anything decades ago to prevent devastating wildfires shaped their attitude to sea level rise. We don't have the same motivation here, but the science couldn't be clearer about what is coming. And it leaves us with two very simple choices. Either we act on it or we ignore it.